Welcome to Two Cents Worth, where we talk about sports, fitness, life, family, travel, comedy, everything and anything that's going on. So just uh, tune in. We got a good episode. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm your host, Ryan DeFaber. I am uh, here to talk about a handful of things that have gone on over the last week or so. Uh, we are going to address charity golf tournament that I was a part of, dealing with some car trouble, uh, update on my half marathon training, the Wells Fargo Championship, Kentucky Derby, Kentucky Derby, the Kentucky Derby, uh, playing golf and getting ready for my golf trip in a couple weeks. And that's probably about it. I think that's a good enough amount. Probably a half hour or so, 25, 30 minutes, and we'll get out of here for you guys. Uh, the first one was uh, back to the charity golf tournament. So on Monday of this past week, I was lucky enough to play in um, a tournament here in Charlotte for the 24 Foundation, which is a uh, nonprofit for cancer here in uh, the Charlotte area, a really good cause, um, and it was fun, and, and thankfully I work for uh, a company that um, allows me to participate in these types of events during the week, and um, it was fun, and it was myself and three other, uh, excuse me, three other co-workers, uh, all of which were female, so um I was the senior golfer of the of the bunch. The the other three, one has played a handful of times. Her and her fiance play, and the other two, it was about their first or second time playing. So, um, you know, it was a it was a good time to just be out of the office and and enjoy each other's company. And and um, we actually ended up uh, four under. Um, we were even par through the last three holes. And then we birdied, eagled, and birdied, and, and finished four under. And I'll talk a little bit about that uh, because I think that was that was cool on how it all happened. So uh, we started on the second hole, so we finish on hole one. So the seventeenth hole is a par three. So we take my shot. I put it in the middle of the green, about a twenty-five foot putt uphill, and um, I asked one of the coworkers. I said, "Just go ahead and just putt it in." Just put it up there. Get it closed for us. And she runs one up there and drops it in the hole. Birdie. Wow. Okay, cool. All right. Finally, we got a birdie. We, we got one under. You know, the, the expectations were to just go out and have fun. They weren't going to go and, and win. There were some good teams out there that shot real low. Um, so then we go to 18 and put a drive down there. It's about a 380-yard hole. Put a drive about 300 out. And she has an 80-yard chip in. She, we have an 80 yard chip in cause it's, it's, uh, captain's choice. And, um, again, I go up, I chip one, we have maybe a 15 foot putt. And so then the same person who just dropped the putt in on the previous hole comes up, hits a chip, hits the green, it's rolling and the green is elevated. So it's basically at my eye level and all of a sudden, you just see the ball disappear, and it was tracking right towards the pin. And we were like, holy shit, it went in. Didn't believe us. She thought 
we were all messing with her. So the other two don't even hit shots. I'm like, no, this thing, the ball went in. So the other two girls don't even hit a shot. We go up there. Lo and behold, and this is the girl that has only played like once or twice. Lo and behold, the ball is in the bottom of the cup. So she runs up, takes a picture of it, is all excited. You know, we eagle that hole, and she, in her own excitement, she forgets to get the ball out of the hole. We're like, no, you got to get the ball. We're not done. And you can't just leave the ball. It's not like putt-putt, like on the 18th hole, you just leave the ball in there. Uh, so she picks up the putt, uh, takes a picture of it, sends it to her husband, because she, she's like, there's no way he's going to believe this. Da, 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 da. Right. So then we go to one, which would be our 18th hole, and drive. I chip up to maybe 15 18 foot putt and this time it's another one of the co-workers i said you putt first I'm, i don't i'm you know i'm tired basically and i want you guys to you know have the putts and everything and I'll, I'll make the reads she comes up drains it so last three holes probably the most exciting three holes of the day for us as we go one under then to three with the eagle and then finish four under with a 67 um but it was good and it was fun and and like I said it was for a good cause and the uh, the CEO of Livestrong uh, Lance Armstrong's uh, I want to say former organization um, was there. His name is Greg Lee, president and CEO, and he was actually playing in the group behind us and uh, came up and talked to us a handful of times and I thought that was really nice of him to do and thanked us for being there and then kind of just had some small talk and. Uh, was talking about, you know, just basically what his week had looked like leading up to this tournament. And, um, you know, I think a lot of us um, w- want to continue to move forward in our career and, and find what makes us happy and, and, and whatnot. And then, you know, you look at a lot of these CEOs and presidents of companies, you're like, oh, well, obviously, you know, they make really good money. They've worked their way up. It must be a very rewarding job. And, and a lot of times I would I can't argue that it's not, but just talking with him, you know, he was like, I was in Florida three days ago for an event. I was in Atlanta for a bike ride event that I had to do, and then I I was I flew in here, and then right after this, I'm flying out, and um, you, you know, it was it was funny because I, we said, oh man, that sounds sounds awesome actually. He's like. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's all good, but yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of tired. And it, you kind of could just see it like as much as he loved doing what he, he's doing and, and there for the, the charity events and, and people putting on these events for the the trying to help fight, you know, cancer and, and find a cure for it. You could also see just the amount of stress that kind of his mind and body is on and, and just... uh you know, we kind of look at it and say, well, he must have an awesome job. He's the CEO of Livestrong.org, and he gets to travel and do all this stuff. And he even was just like, yeah, no, it's great. But, uh, yeah, you know, kind of just, oh, man, I wish I was home, you know, type of thing. So, um, you know, I kind of put some things into perspective a little bit uh, for me as well. And and uh, And also, unfortunately, and this is maybe – I don't want to say, you know, being naive or um, because I know what happens uh, and I'll get to what I'm talking about here. And I know what happens, but I'm not trying to be naive about it. But, um, um, you know, it is 
it's something that happens and I've just never been witness to it. And during the tournament, a person who will remain nameless uh, came up to our group at one point and we're standing on the tee box because there was a wait and everything and they came and they shook my hand and talked to me for a little bit and turned to the my three co-workers, again, who were all female and you know, kind of said some things here and there and then just walked off and let us hit our shots. And, and, and we went back in the carts and I was like, did they shake your hands? And they're like, no, we're used to it. You know, basically it was the fact that this person thought I was the boss because I'm a male shook my hand, made sure to address me, thanked me for coming out, not them. Thanked me for coming out. Thanks for having us, da 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 <laughs> And the other three, unfortunately, were just like, yeah, we deal with it all the time. And I had never seen that before, and, and I thought that was pretty unfortunate. I brought it up to Lindsay afterwards, and she was like, yeah. She's like, that's just basically, you know, a lot of what uh, we deal with with being women in a corporate environment. And, and um, it was just unfortunate, but, uh, you know, I... I hope to next time be a little more aware of that and make sure that I address that. And, and, uh, I, I told them, I said, you know, if it happens again today, I'll, I'll make sure and turn to you guys and say, no, you need to thank them. You know, they're my boss or, you know, whatever it might be, even just to, just to prove a point that just because I'm out there with three females does not mean I'm, I'm their boss by any means. Um, so, uh, that was my Monday. It was fun. We had a great time. That one thing, they didn't let it bother them. I didn't, I, I, as long as it wasn't bothering them, I, I kind of just let it rest. But, um, so then we go into the rest of the week and I, I'm on, uh, dad duty for swim and I take the boys to swim and I'm on my way back. We're three miles from the house and my car, which is only a couple of years old and new and less than 40,000 miles on it. Check engine light comes on emissions light comes on and the car starts shaking i'm like holy shit like what is this and i got the six-year-old in the back of the car with the two and a half year old in the back of the car and they're both asking what's wrong what's happening what's happening and harrison's going the car's this car's broken this car's broken uh and nolan's like what is happening what is wrong you know he's a little more you know analytical about it you know what's happening what's what's wrong with the car dad so I'm, i call Lindsay, let her know i'm like hey just so you know we're three miles away if you need to come and get us this is where we're at I have my hazards on. I'm going to try and get home. Luckily, I got home, called the dealership. Uh, I was able to get it in the next morning and doing some research online. It seems like this is something that happens quite a bit with these cars. I have a 2016 Honda Pilot, uh, which is unfortunate because it only has it has less than 40,000 miles on it. And everything that I saw, it's like, yep, this happens a lot, happens a lot, happens a lot. And I'm like, if it happens a lot, you would think these car dealers, these 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 companies would address these things, but apparently they, they don't really care and hope that your car might be out of warrant. I don't look, I don't know. I'm not in an industry. Uh, thankfully I have a warranty on it, so it didn't cost me anything to fix. It was like a $600 fix and had something to do with, um, a sensor getting stuck and therefore it was creating ish airflow issues for the car and whatnot. So, Thankfully, got that fixed, but um, still a frustrating time because they had to keep the car overnight because they didn't have the part. The part was in Atlanta. It's not going to be here till the next morning. So it's just the logistics of 
okay, how do I get to the office? Because that day I had to be in the office all day. All day. No way around it. Had to be there. Had all, I had meetings all day. So it's like, all right, Lindsay, because we work in the same office. Lindsay, can you stay home? Do you? Do we need to carpool together? Who's going to get the kids? How, how's that all going to work? And, um, you know, thankfully, logistically, it worked for all. It worked for us. But, um, you know, anytime you deal with any of that stuff, it, it can be frustrating. And I, I'm trying my best more and more to not let certain things that are out of my control get to me and bother me. And, and this one... I was quite pleased with that I didn't actually let the frustration of having the car not work get to me. And it was just more of, hey, this is, it is what it is. And it's what we're going to have to do. So um, just get it fixed and, and hope that nothing else is wrong. And it seems like there isn't. And we got the car back and everything seems good. But uh, certainly was um, a frustrating time to, to say the least earlier. Midweek really is what it was. Um, so we move on from that and uh the update on my half marathon training is i'm still plugging away i got nine weeks left until i have to actually take that distance on that 13.1 um which is good and i'm actually running some really good times averaging around anywhere from 7 10 to 7 30 average miles uh when i am running uh <clears throat> so last week for example my long run for the week was five miles and um my five mile run was done in hold on i'm pulling it up here we go. My five mile run was done in 37 minutes and 17 seconds at a 7:27 pace. So that was my long run of the week. And then throughout the week, I have to run three times for the last couple of weeks. It was three and a half two, three and a half. The upcoming weeks, it's four, two and a half, four. Um, my three and a half, 26, six, that's a 7:23 mile average. And then I ran two miles the other day for 13 minutes and 31 seconds. So I was hauling. I did a 6:44 average pace. So just trying to get the, I'm trying to get the shorter runs done at a faster time to get the lungs filled up. I don't, you know, I don't know. Just trying to just get a fast pace to get used to that, and then I'm, I'm stretching out my longer runs to get to that 7:20 to 7:30 uh, pace is what my plan is for that. And so, you know, my three and a half at the end of last week was 7.12 a mile, 25.14. So earlier in the week, my three and a half was 26.6. And then the second time I did it was 25.14. So again, trying to just make improvements as best as I can. And um, as I get into the longer miles, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see what I'm going to be able to, uh, take on and, and, and manage, um, which hopefully I, uh, I'll be all right. Um, I was battling a little bit of an Achilles issue a couple of weeks ago and that, that seems to have gone away and I feel good and there's no issues for that anymore. So, um, the updates, you can see them on my Instagram and Facebook, uh, as well as Twitter and Tumblr is, is, uh, 
they're up there. I try and get my runs up there as best as I can so you guys can see, you know, how I'm doing and everything. So um, I'm going to uh, keep giving you guys updates on that as we move forward and through the summer and everything. The toughest part is going to be finding the time to run because here in Charlotte, it gets so hot and humid and, and I'm not one to you know, preach on when's a great time to run, but it's just, I don't think it's really healthy to run in that heat. So it's either before 7am or after 7pm. And, and I don't really like running with a lot of food in my stomach. So after 7pm, it's either I'm going to have a late dinner or I'm not going to have a dinner, which I really don't want to have either. I don't want to do that either. And then before seven, it's also kind of hard because I go to the gym at five in the morning. Lindsay goes at six and we got to get the boys ready. Now with summer coming up, obviously we don't need to get them ready for school, but at the same time we need to get ready for work. So it'll be just a balance and trying to figure out, you know, when I can run and and when I should run. So, uh, I'll, I'll keep everyone posted on that. I I feel like I get a good, um, good amount of conversation going when, uh, I post my runs and everything on there and, and, I actually, I'm not a huge proponent of weighing yourself on a constant basis because your body weight fluctuates so much. Uh, I'm more so type of person that, you, hey, look at yourself in the mirror and, and if you look good in the mirror, that's really what matters is how you look there, not on a scale. But I did weigh myself the other day and I was actually down to 183. Um, and I haven't weighed that since college. So I am at 183. I started this basic journey of changing my diet, changing my workout routine, running at 197. So I'm down 14 pounds, um, which I'm really, really excited about and happy about. And it's very motivating for me. Um, so I'm, I'm really just pleased with everything that's happening. Um, and so I'm now, now just more motivated to get it done and to keep pushing forward and to continue to eat healthy and, and not worry that if you have a bad weekend of food and booze or whatever, that it's going to ruin everything because the last couple of weekends I've had, had that. I'm about to talk about that right now. Um, you know, went to the Wells Fargo championship this weekend. It's a tradition that Lindsay and I go every sat every the Saturday that it's in town. If you live in the Charlotte area or you follow golf at all, it's a great tournament. I love it. I love going. I think it's, one of the best times of the year here in Charlotte. You know, the weather is, um, it's good. It's not super hot. You know, you're going to deal with the rainstorms. And if you followed it, you saw, obviously, the Saturday that we were there, we ran into a rainstorm. And then yet uh, on Sunday, um, I'm actually recording this after it, it uh, it rained a lot and actually delayed the, the finish. And Max Homa won a, a first-time winner on the tour, which has also been cool to see. Um a lot of these winners come through Charlotte for the first time. And then we've also had big time winners as well. You know, Ricky Fowler, Rory's won, Tigers won this tournament. Justin Thomas won it when it was the PGA championship. Uh, so the big name players come here, you get to see some really good golf and it's a really cool social time as well. So it's, it's a great day for Lindsay and I, um, because of it's a day that we spend together, out doing something different than just what you would do on at this point in time in our lives, kind of like a normal date, which is go to dinner. Right. Um, now it is a lot of for this, it's go and play, go and see good golf. You get to walk around a beautiful 
course and and a lot of times you run into people that you either haven't seen in a while or you plan to meet up with you know your good friends or whatnot so it's just a really fun day and a, a good time and we kind of just we let uh we don't really have anything planned. It's more of like we get there and just kind of start going. And, you know, if we run into people, great. If we've had, if we had it set up to where we're going to meet people, we'll make sure we do that and then kind of just walk the course. So we'll sit for a little bit and kind of just take things on as they come. And it's a really fun event, like I mentioned. And, and as I said, you know, with the weekends and the progress I've been making from, um, everything that I'm doing from a fitness perspective and, and, eating and and running um you don't let these weekends really bother you that much because of the fact that it uh it is something that um you know your body should be able to bounce back from if you're really fine-tuning it and and getting it and then at the same time you know i'm almost 35 if i want to have a weekend full of drinks and bad food I got two kids. Who am I trying to impress, really? You know, I'm just trying to stay healthy for myself and for my kids and my wife and family. Um, and so that's that's really what it is. Uh, but great time, great tournament. Highly suggested if you're ever in the Charlotte area in the beginning of May. It's so much fun. And if you haven't gone before and you do live in the area, make it a point to go next year. Um, again, the weather is usually awesome. It's fun. Yeah, the beers are expensive, the drinks are expensive, but it's a w- once-a-year thing that the PGA comes through, so you just have to t- kind of take that and, and enjoy it. Yeah, so, I, I mean, just do yourself a favor and go. And, and we went, again, like I said, it's 17 years it's been here, um, and it's such a great time. We spent the day with my one of my best friends, Ben, and my buddy, Daniel Leatherman, uh, I've known Ben since I moved here. He's actually one of the first people I ever met. Um, he was the first person I met transferring into Charlotte Christian when I when I transferred in in, two, in uh, the year 2000. So I've known Ben almost 20 years. Uh, and through high school, college, everything, we still have stayed really close friends. And uh, so we spent the afternoon together and uh, watched some good golf as uh, as a group. Um, and it was fun and and again, like I said, it was just kind of do what we want. You know, there was no set schedule of anything. We didn't have to see any certain players. We got to watch some of the big name guys go through. And then it was kind of just, let's go and enjoy and have a couple drinks. And then we sat at a hole for a while and, and watched some golfers come in uh, up onto the green. And it was fun. Um, had a really good time. So at the same time, when it started raining, we left, we went our separate ways. Lindsay and I had a babysitter till seven. So we left the tournament around five, four thirty-five, um, and went to a local bar and had a couple more drinks, watched the tournament again, and then got to watch the Kentucky Derby, which we, we watched and we didn't, it was interesting to see and no issues from it. And, you know, as far as I was aware, no issues, from it we watch the race we see this horse win wow cool exciting you know i don't know a lot about horse racing i don't know what's really going on i don't know the rules and everything and then come to find out the next morning uh no it was the next morning might have been that afternoon that night um you know because we're a little buzzed i don't remember 
Uh, it might have been that night that the breaking news came through. The breaking news definitely came through that night. I just don't know if I remember seeing it that night or Saturday or this morning. I can't remember. Um, but how Country Horse, Country House, 65 to 1 wins because of a disqualification and in the 145-year history of the Kentucky Derby, it's the first time that that ever has happened. Can you believe that? 145 years and that is the first time that has ever happened. That's crazy to think about. Um, and to actually make that call, and, and we were talking about it, played golf this morning with my buddies, Matt and Mike, uh, Michael, Michael, Mike, Claudio, both of which have been on the uh podcast so if you want go back and check out claudio he's episode four and matt is episode three and or no episode two and another one we did a year end with him as well uh and then he's been uh just in the background on a couple episodes as well doing some stats for me because he's been over the house when we were recording so go and check those episodes out as well check out mike claudio owner of win rate consulting and check out matt chastain we played this morning, um, which I'll also get to here shortly. But, um, you know, we were talking about it, and we're like, can you believe being that guy or the judge or whoever that made that decision to say, yeah, th this is that's a disqualification? And, and to see that, and people have been talking about it, watching it in regular speed and slow motion, some people are still like, I don't, I don't really see it. I don't, you know, it, it, yeah, I guess you could see that, but... You know, to to make that call, uh, it's bold, bold call to be made for, uh, especially in 145 years, never been called that way. And then at the same time, can you imagine the person that put the bet on Country House, 65 to one favorite, and they won. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Um. And then I'm reading here, too. Also says, per Churchill Downs, the Derby set an all-time record for handle with $165.5 million on wagering from all sources, up 10% from last year's record. So last year set a record, and now this year set a record as well. And, and then, of course, you have a horse that is a 65-to-1 favorite that wins it through a disqualification crazy crazy this horse racing stuff uh the next one the preakness that takes place saturday may 18th in baltimore so for sports fans may 18th you have the pga championship at uh beth page at that weekend and then you also have the preakness so saturday seems like it's going to be a good no you know chilling hanging out at the house type of day i will be golfing i will be on my golf trip which i've been talking about for weeks now it's it's only a couple weeks away and that weekend we will be uh playing and we have two rounds that saturday so we will probably we'll get back to the house catch the tail end of the pga championship and the preakness so uh a nice little saturday that we have planned for ourselves this group of friends that uh, are coming uh from 
all over. We got Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, West Virginia is where everyone's coming uh, from for this trip. And uh, it's going to be an awesome time. Looking forward to it. Played golf this morning. Really trying to dial in my game. Played well. No triple bogeys. Uh, you know, not overly pleased with my score because I just had too many doubles. Too many double bogeys. Had a birdie out there. Had a couple pars. But instead of having bogeys, my double bogeys really racked up today and ended up shooting a 90. And the last time I went out and played, I shot an 81. And, you know, it just shows you how golf is. And, um, you know, two weeks ago, I go out and shoot an 81. And this week, I go out and shoot a 90. But I my ball striking was good. There wasn't anything that I was overly upset about or concerned about my game. It's just the fact that it's a tough game. And, you know... It, when you play as, as infrequently as we all play of myself and my friends that, um, you know, things like that will happen and I'll, you'll go out and shoot a 90, um, two weeks from the last time you shot an 81. Um, you know, and the difference is, is, uh, maybe my approach shots or putting or, uh, you know, not getting to the green in regulation, all that stuff kind of adds up. And, but the, the double bogeys certainly, too many on the scorecard today, um, but still happy. No triples, but at the same time, too many doubles. If I can cut those doubles down and stay, you know, in the mid 80s, then I'm happy. My handicap right now is a 12, and my average score is like an 88 over the last 60 rounds or so. So, you know, I'm happy with where my game is at. It's just a matter of fine tuning it over the next couple weeks uh, as we get closer to the trip and been hitting the driving range took nolan to the driving range last week uh probably take him this week as a weekend if we have the the time you know we have mother's day coming up and for all of you mothers happy mother's day i will be doing a podcast next week for that and hopefully to have Lindsay on as a guest to talk about that and you know what she loves about being a mother and all those things so uh maybe we'll do a mother's day podcast we'll we'll see how that works and and what we have so um that's what i have this week not a whole lot from me nhl nba playoffs still happening baseball season's in full swing uh yankees are still dealing with the injuries but playing well red sox seem to have turned it around so the al east is going to be a battle with the the rays the yankees and uh the red sox i think and um uh yeah, if you're an NBA fan or an NHL fan, this is the best time of year for you. You have your playoffs and um, a lot of sports going on minus football. And everyone, you know, the draft happened last week. We talked about that. So at least you get some sort of football um, out there with the draft. And then, you know, mini camps and all that stuff will start popping up here in the next couple weeks or so. So uh, best time of year, I think, weather going into summer longer days awesome to be outside a lot of stuff going on go enjoy the weather and if you're still in a cold area i'm sure it'll turn warm soon it is may people and i hope you guys all have a wonderful wonderful week